five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Monday. Back to school, back to work we go. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
JM in the AM in Avincola done by uh, Leif Tahar. You heard Vyatsmach. That was the Meshorim Choir. Yoni Z, brand new with Crown in acapella style. Mayor Ben Dror had both Boker Tov and the Ashrenu medley. Noah Solomon and Sean Altman with Havdallah. Mayor Shermer with our Monday morning theme song, Masacha Hashem. And of course, Regesh. Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. Welcome to a Monday, everybody. It's back to school, back to work we go as we uh, hit May the 9th of 2022. That's right. We're at May the 9th. Hard to believe that we're getting so close to the end of the school year already. It's the eighth day in the month of ER, the year 5782, Tough Shin Pei day number eight in the month of ER. Today is day number 23 in the counting of the Omer, 23, that's three weeks and two days. Day number 23 in the counting of the Omer is three weeks and two days. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. 46 degrees, some sunshine here in Teaneck, New Jersey, with a high temperature of 68. Clear tonight, low 46, and tomorrow sunshine and a high of 72 degrees. Yerushalayim's at 78. We're at 46, waking up in uh, New Jersey here on a um, Monday morning broadcast at JM in the AM. And for those of you who are uh, <laughs> for those of you who are in the New York area, we had quite a uh, quite a weekend of weather, to say the least. Lots of rain, but it looks like at least the uh, middle part of this week is going to be really nice, including today with sunshine and a high temperature of sixty eight degrees. JM in the AM here on a uh, Monday morning broadcast in the middle of our Sphera format. We'll explore uh, one of the Teach NYS events later on. And we'll also speak to Rabbi Ari Khan. He's scheduled to join us. A uh, fire devastated his shul in Israel. Um, how long do I know Rabbi Ari Khan? I know Rabbi Ari Khan for about about 40 years. Uh, his shul was devastated by a fire in Israel. And um, we'll talk about the episode and how people here and everywhere around the world can help out as they try to rebuild. And um, and that'll be coming up in the 8 o'clock hour this morning here at JM in the AM. Um, I didn't realize that in addition to the two terrorists, the two main terrorists who were apprehended over the weekend... Uh, in regard to the El Al, in regard to the El Ad attack at the end of Yom Ma'ud, I didn't realize there were many, many others who were arrested as well for collaborating or cooperating with the terrorists. The IDF operated throughout the quote-unquote West Bank on Monday morning, including in Rumana, a hometown of the two terrorists who killed three men in Al Ad on Thursday. Two Palestinians suspected of assisting the terrorists were arrested. Another two suspected of aiding the terrorists who carried out the shooting attack in Ariel at the end of April, in which a guard at the entrance of the town was murdered, were arrested overnight. Israeli security forces also arrested terrorism suspects in places like Balata, Eida, Beit Rima, Awalaja, Belin, Azun, Katana, and Hizma overnight. In total, 15 suspects were arrested by Israeli security forces on Monday morning. The two Alad terrorists were captured by Israeli forces Sunday morning. Later in the day, the army mapped their homes in preparation for their demolition. Additionally, Monday morning, a suspected price tag attack was reported in the town of Jezarka after graffiti was sprayed on walls and cars and 17 vehicles were vandalized. The graffiti on the wall read, Jews wake up. Next to a Star of David, photo share on social media reportedly from the scene showed the tires 
of the vehicles slashed. In a letter to Israeli police and public minister, security minister Omar Barlev, the tag Tag Meir organization stressed that the security establishment's response to such attack has been weak and insufficient, that offenders are rarely caught and prosecuted. The uh, absence of firm and decisive action by law enforcement against the perpetrators of price tag attacks conveys a serious message of no law, no judge. Uh, this according to um, uh, the, the letter calling for police to make eradicating price tag attacks a priority. The organization warned that if the phenomenon was allowed to continue unchecked, it would only intensify and could very soon cost human lives. So, um, what I'm going to take from this article and from this Jerusalem Post article is the fact that uh, 15 cooperators with the murderers of El Ad uh, have been apprehended and are being held in the aftermath of that uh, terrorist attack from Thursday. Um, yeah. The, um, where did I see the, uh, yeah, it was the, I think it was Hamodia this morning. Their headline says, Wave of Terror, Terrorists Who Carried Out Attack and a lot Apprehended. But Wave of Terror is right. The number of terrorist attacks, the number of murders of innocent Jews that have taken place at the hands of terrorists over the last couple of months is getting completely out of hand. And um, the Prime Minister of Israel and those responsible for the security of Israel have a, have a big challenge in front of them because the, um, the wanton terror attacks and the murder of Jews is a um, is an issue that when seen to be out of control it is a, a devastating matter for our brothers and sisters in Israel so let's hope that the uh, administration in Israel in fact can control it and get it under control and that the number of attacks that have been quelled by intelligence sources and security personnel over the last many, many years, let's hope that that number increases, or at least the percentage of attacks that are quelled increases, because this is getting completely out of hand. J.M. in the A.M. Monday, heading back to school, back to work. Thanks for tuning in. We're in a Sphere Acapella format. A COVID testing for incoming passengers to Israel is ending on May the 20th. Ben Gurion Airport is going to be suspending the requirement to perform a PCR test when you land. That's a uh, that's a big deal. Certainly a big deal in my opinion. A big deal in the effort to get back to normal, which I, I hope <laughs> most people are still committed to, getting back to, uh, to regular life or as close to it as possible. Hour number one, JM in the AM. Thanks for joining us, everybody. More coming up, acapella format, Sphero format, Monday at JM in the AM. Hashem, Lihiros, Bitu Hashem, Bi Eretz Chayim, Lulei Emati, 
Spear format Monday as we head back to school and back to work. Ellie Gerstner and the Chevra had a lecha. You heard Leif Tahar with Lule Hamanti in there. JM and the AM, it's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSigul.com and the NachumSigul Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Galay Tzal in the background with our news from Israel coming up. You know the news. The news is a wave of terror in Israel, and we are uh, praying for our brothers and sisters, especially for those families that are uh, newly orphaned um, after the attack Thursday night, Yom Atzmud in Israel and Elad. In addition, as we said earlier, 15 have been arrested in uh, terms of collaborating, cooperating, assisting those terrorists who uh, murdered three of our brethren in Elad on Thursday. And the challenge is for the government of the state of Israel to step up the security measures and make uh, Jews in Israel feel safer. And I hope they're able to meet that challenge. Boy, am I, ho- am I hopeful that they are able to meet that challenge. Uh, day 23 in the counting of the Omer. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. 23, that's three weeks and two days. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. 46 degrees, sunshine, and a high temperature of 68. Right now, Yerushalayim at 78. We're at 46 in New Jersey. In our uh, Teaneck studio. <laughs> Someone interviewed me yesterday about the uh, aftermath of the fire. I was trying to describe the, <laughs> the difference between between a, a studio put together in a matter of hours and a studio that uh, developed over many decades. <laughs> A big difference, but thank God we're able to broadcast. Baruch Hashem. Not minimizing that at all. Galaital, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Monday's next. We say Boker Toe from Jam in the Amp.
הצענו מירושלים השעה שתיים, שלום רב, באולפן רני אבנאי עם מה שקורה עכשיו. תושבת הדרום, בת שישים וחמש, נעצרה בחשד לשליחת מכתבי האיום לראש הממשלה בנט ולבני משפחתו. כתובתנו עדה שטייף מוסרת שהחקירה מתנהלת בלהב 433 בשיתוף שב"כ. צו איסור פרסום הוטל על שאר הפרטים. פתיחת כנס הקיץ, בעוד זמן קצר יחלו בכנסת ישיבות הסיעה. בשעה ארבע ייפתחו דיוני מליאת הכנסת. בקואליציה נמשכים המאמצים לרכך את איומי הפרישה של רע"מ, מדווח ראש התחום הפוליטי הניר קוזין. בישיבה שב ראש הממשלה וקרא לראשי המפלגות והסיעות בקואליציה לוודא שחברי הכנסת מרוצים והוסיף אתם צריכים לזכור שהאלטרנטיבה לממשלה שלנו היא ממשלה בראשות אדם שמשעבד את המדינה לענייניו המשפטיים וטובתו האישית, כך בנט. ראש הממשלה החליפי יאיר לפיד התייחס לאפשרות שהאופוזיציה תצליח להעביר בקריאה טרומית ביום רביעי את הצעת החוק להתפזרות הכנסת ואמר כי אין מדובר בסוף פסוק, ההצעה הזאת לא מעידה על סוף הקואליציה. גלי צה"ל, יומן הערב עם ירון וילנסקי ויניר קוזין בשידור פתיחת כנס הקיץ. הפיגוע בשער שכם, מצבו של לוחם אגב שנפצע אמש בפיגוע דקירה משתפר ומוגדר כעת בינוני וקל. כתבתנו בבירה יערה אברהם מוסיפה שמוקדם יותר הבוקר מפכ"ל המשטרה יעקב שבתאי ביקר את הפצוע בבית החולים ושיבח את פרוטו על פעילותו. בצו משנה ירון דהן, סגן מפקד מג"ב ירושלים, סיפר לאמיר איבגי על תחקיר האירוע ואמר הלוחם נדקר בצווארו בעת שנטרל את המחבל. היו מספר סימנים שהפסידו אותו בצורה חד משמעית ובזמן שכבר הורשד אז הוא ניסה לפגע באחד הלוחמים הלוחם קפץ לעברו, ניטרל אותו בשלב הראשון בידיים ותוך כדי הניטרול עצמו הוא הצליח לדקור אותו באזור הצוואר כשהם היו אחד על השני באזור הכוח שנמצא שם מזהים אפשרות לבצע ירי כדי לנטרל את המחבל כמובן גם לא לפגוע בחבר שלהם מנהלת בית ספר מביתר עילית נעצרה בחשד לביצוע מעשים מגונים בתלמידות, מדווח כתבנו דורון קדוש. שולמית ברכה לנדאו, בת חמישים, מנהלת בית הספר החרדי מעיינות בית רבקה, חשודה שביצעה לפני מספר שנים מעשים מגונים במספר תלמידות בזמן שהיו קטינות. בית משפט השלום בירושלים האריך היום את מעצרה עד יום רביעי, עוד התיר בית המשפט לפרסם את שמה כדי לאתר קורבנות נוספים, והמשטרה קוראת לכל מי שנפגעה מהמנהלת לדווח על כך בהקדם. ממונה הקורונה, פרופסור זלמן זרקא, יחזור בשבוע הבא לנהל את המרכז הרפואי זיו. לבקשת שר הבריאות ומנכ"ל המשרד, זרקא ימשיך במקביל בתפקידו כממונה קורונה, מה שמתאפשר כרגע הודות לירידה בתחלואה. ידיעה שמסרה כתבתנו לענייני בריאות, טל אור מאירסון. תושב שפרעם בן 47, העובד בחברת הייטק בחיפה, נעצר בחשד שגנב מהחברה מכשור אלקטרוני בשווי של כ-50 אלף דולרים, והציע אותו למכירה באתרי אינטרנט שונים. בעקבות החשד שהתעורר בחברה, הם ביצעו רכישת דמה של המוצרים האלה מהחשוד. כתבנו קובי מנדל מוסר שבחיפוש בביתו נתפסו מוצרים שנגנבו מהחברה. מזג האוויר בדרום הארץ, רוחות ערות ואביך. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד. כשנולדתי אני פה מחפש את השביל שלי בעולם מטפש על ההר להגיע אל על ובאמצע נופל ונשבר אז אל נא תשכח אני הבן שלך 
תאיר את דרכי, תשמור אותי בלילות, בימים, תאיר את דרכי, עזור לי לא להיגנע, ננסה בכל יום להגיע קרוב, שום דבר לא יעצור את הלב. גם בים כישלונות לא מפסיק לקוות, ולמרות הכל אותך לא עוזב. אז אל תשכח, אני הבן שלך, ועכשיו קורא לך. תאיר את דרכי. Moshe Klein with Tahir at Dyer Key here at JM in the AM. I believe in terms of the acapella version, that's a brand new one here on a Monday morning. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman makes traditional kosher delicacies, pastrami, corned beef, salami, and more. Old world classics, beef fry, kishka, and more. And modern, better for you kosher products, including no nitrate added, reduced fat, and reduced sodium hot dogs, plus many other unique items. Visit the website at kosherdogs.net and try A&H today. You'll be glad you did. That is an understatement. And a big shout-out to Seth Levitt and everybody in A&H for all their support and all their uh, love for great Jewish radio. It's much appreciated. Uh, JM and the AM on a Monday morning. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nachum Segal Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Listener Tikva says, Boker Tov from Israel, listening while working. You know, someone, um, yesterday we were out for Mother's Day, and a uh, happy Mother's Day to Stacey Siegel and all the great moms out there. Um, happy Mother's Day to uh, Gail Weintraub, my wonderful mother-in-law. Happy Mother's Day to all the uh, all the moms, everybody who um, who deserves a special day of recognition, and they certainly all do. Anyway, so uh, someone approached me and said that um, 
that they listen to the show in Neve Danielle every single day. And that was amazing <laughs> to have someone in New York approach me and tell me that they're listening every day in Neve Danielle. That was really cool. So a very, very special thank you. Uh, to that person and to everybody who's tuned in in Israel. And thank you to listener Tikva for checking in. Dr. Moshe Gavan down in the Pikesville, Maryland, writes, Good morning, Alchem. Remember, it's all in God's hands, even when the odds are 80 to 1 against you. <laughs> and, of course, that's a reference to the Kentucky Derby, where the the horse who won on Saturday was an 80 to 1 long shot. Well, long shot's not even the way to say it. <laughs> a longest shot. And, yeah. That, that was a really important... Dr. Moshe, I thank you. Because it's 6.01 this morning when you posted that. That was a really important message for me. It's all in God's hands is right. Um, and even when the odds are completely against you, he can make you a big, big winner. Really important to keep that in mind. And I appreciate you reminding me about it this morning here at JM in the AM. Ten minutes after the hour, more coming up here at JM in the AM. This is, uh, this is Jonathan Stern with his... Um, acapella version of Besofietov. You're listening to a Monday morning edition of JMNAM on day 23 in the counting of the Omer. That's three weeks and two days. Day number 23 in the counting of the Omer. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. Sophie. 
Ever let, ever let go of 
realize that you held me so tight and I'll follow your plan just don't let go
J.M. in the A.M. I thought there was more to that uh, selection. I guess I'm wrong. Uh, that is the uh, acapella version of his I Can't Eat. It's Baruch Levine and Benny Friedman together here at J.M. in the A.M. Uh, before that, you heard the uh, Ellie Levin piece, Tati My King. Jonathan Stern with Bisofia Tov and Tair Et Darki done by Moshe Klein to open up the hour. It's a Monday, May 9th, the 8th of the uh, ER, the uh, day, day 23 in the counting of the Omer, three weeks and two days. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime, t- excuse me, sometime today. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN. Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. Uh, mentioned earlier that uh, the terror wave, unfortunately, continues in Israel. Um... If you read some of the articles, you see how miraculous it is that they actually found the uh, the murderers from the Elad attack on Thursday. And in addition, they arrested 15 suspects for assisting those Elad attack terrorists. So the Israeli security forces are certainly in um, in rare form. Over 800 IDF troops took part in the manhunt for the Elad terrorists. But I just hope and pray that the administration of the state of Israel and the government of the state of Israel can can act in a way that reassures its citizens, the men, women, and children of Israel, that they are safe. Because what's happened over the last couple of months is just uh, creates a tremendous amount of tension and a tremendous amount of uh, aggravation for all Israelis and, of course, a tremendous amount of loss and a tremendous amount of mourning for those who are directly affected by these terrorist attacks, like the three families that are directly affected by what happened Thursday. Um, so let's hope. Let's hope the Israeli government can turn things around in this regard. JM and AM in a sphere of format. This will be the final week of a, the final full week of our sphere of format. Next week will be a, uh, Little, a little bit abbreviated because um, Thursday's Lagba Omer, as we're getting set for the, uh, <laughs> I'm already getting set for the transition back to our regular format. Our friends at ShopEichlers.com, our friends at ShopEichlers.com remind you that they have same-day delivery available to a host of neighborhoods in New York and New Jersey. You name the neighborhood. And chances are they have same-day delivery, which means you go to shopbyclothes.com, pick out what you need, get all the information. You could literally arrange for same-day delivery. Uh, Either way, whether same-day, next-day, or two-days, whatever the case may be, everything you can imagine in the world of Judaica is up there on the website at shopbyclothes.com. Shopbyclothes.com, 
has a whole bunch of uh, amazing categories. Website really organized, done well. And it's just waiting for you to place your order. And if you want that same-day delivery, be in contact with the people at shopbyclothes.com and they can arrange for you to actually have it in your home or office literally later that day. Go to shopbyclothes.com for details. A lot of people take advantage of that service, and for good reason. Sunshine today with a high temperature of 68, clear tonight, low 46, and sun for tomorrow with a high of 72 degrees. Yerushalayim right now at 78. We're at 46 here in Teaneck, New Jersey, as we say good morning on a Monday at JM in the AM. We're going to go a drop early to Rabbi Goldwasser. His words, Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. Chazal tell us that a person has a great koach, a power to influence by what we say. When an individual says, does not return empty-handed. The Sefer Makar Baruch relates that there was a certain young man who was ill. His whole family was concerned. The young man himself didn't seem that concerned. He said that when he was a small boy, he accidentally stepped on the Vilna Goen's The Vilna Goen said to him, Have a long life, Yingala, but just get off my tzitzis. So I'm sure that his promise of a long life will be fulfilled. Similarly, the Sefer Gan Hadassim writes that there was a young man who wanted to speak to the Vilna Gong. The Vilna Gong was so deeply engrossed in his learning that he didn't notice him. The Avrik speculated that perhaps the Gong was angry with him. When the Gong heard about it, he said, Chas v'shalom, he should live a hundred years. Why does he think that I would ever be angry at him? The Avrich became sick at 98. His grandchildren wanted to rush him to a doctor. He told them there was no need to be afraid because the Vilna Gon had already promised him a hundred years old and a hundred it would be. The man lived till a hundred years old. How does an individual have such power with their mouth? The Sefer Lahoros Nasan writes that a person should always be careful, not to say something that could be taken in the wrong way. There are adversaries in the world, and when an adversary may hear that we have said something that is not positive, they may capitalize on that and make an accusation in heaven. A person, when they're going out to achieve something, should never say, I don't think I'm going to be successful in this, or I'll never pass this test, or this will not work out. That is all under the category of Al Yiftach Pele Satan. Avtalian says in Pirkei Avos, Negad Shema, He who seeks renown, loses their reputation. It is for that same reason when the Tana cursed the skull of the Russia that was floating on the water, he said it in Aramaic. The reason is, is because he didn't want to be Poseach Pivla Satan. The Satan doesn't understand Aramaic. And that is why he used a language that the Satan does not understand. May all of us throughout life only say blessings positive things about ourselves and our fellow man. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day.
Acapella version here at JM in the AM. <laughs> I'll tell you, sometimes you can't tell if you're in a sphere of format or not, you know? <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Uh, sometimes you, you wonder, are you in a sphere of format? Uh, yeah, as far as we know, this is actually a sphere of format with uh, Shlemy Toysig before that with the brand new Esri acapella selection here at JM. And feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. A... Um, a, a message from listener Daniel who says, good morning from AJA Carpool number 204 and all the local acapella lovers. All right. It's great to know that down there they are loving the acapella. Thanks very much for that. And thanks, everybody, for tuning in to yet another uh, week of our Sphere format here at JM in the AM. It'll be the last full week since we have uh, Lagba Omer coming up next Thursday. Already anticipating that, that I could tell you. Uh, Sydney Altfield is with us live via telephone, uh, Director of Grassroots Engagement at Teach Coalition. Teach Coalition is responsible for so much. I'll tell you, one of the best investments the community has ever made, and as far as I'm concerned. Uh, we'll talk more about it in a minute. The Long Island and Far Rockaway Legislative Dinner is happening on Monday, May the 23rd. That'll be two weeks from tonight. Two weeks from tonight, the Woodmere Club out in Woodmere, New York. Teach NYS, Long Island and the Far Rockaway Legislative Dinner. 
Again, it's Monday, May 23rd, with many distinguished honorees happening at the Woodmere Club in Woodmere, New York. You can go to teachcoalition.org slash nydinner, teachcoalition.org slash nydinner. Uh, Sydney Altfield, a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Thank you so much. A pleasure to be here. Uh, I thank you for that. I, you know what I mean. I know you know what I mean when I say one of the best communal investments, as far as I'm concerned, um, uh, in the Jewish community is the whole Teach Coalition. Could you give us a, um, a... What I'm really looking for is to talk about life before Teach Coalition existed <laughs> and to talk about life now that Teach Coalition is a, such a strong effort in the community. Can you describe to everybody what Teach Coalition does? Of course, of course. So in retrospect, in the 30,000-foot um, view, we are advocating on the community's behalf for non-public school funding, and that is funding for our Jewish state schools, our yeshiva, um, on a government level. There are so many ways for um, for our schools, fundraising, um, you know, tuition, money coming into schools, but back before Teach Coalition was, exist- was um, in existence, no one really tapped into that government funding piece. Um, and this is one of my favorite things to talk about is what happened before to what's happening now, um, especially in New York specifically. Um, there were programs that still exist to this day and um, we're still fighting for every day in Albany. But when no one was fighting for it, when no one was making their voice heard, like we always say, um, up in Albany, you know, things would get cut. Um, two of the biggest programs that um, our schools rely on every single year no school could, could could figure out what would happen next year. They couldn't plan for it because no one was up there fighting on their behalf. When Teach Coalition and Teach MIS came to be in 2013, um, we saw an immediate response from our legislators, and we never saw another program cut. Um, schools could then, you know, budget for what was coming next, and that's just a small caveat on something so small that if you just make your voice heard and they listen, um, it worked. And so then we built new programs, the STEM program. We built into, we built security up from 15 to 45. So it's, it's just been growing, but that's a small little caveat of these schools couldn't even, couldn't even budget for what was next. And now they're able to do that just by having people out there making their voices. And, and I'm just reminding everybody that when this first started, there were a lot of skeptics that government would not be able to, or would not want to step forward and help, uh, you know, in, in this effort, you know, agree, I should say, uh, to the different things that Teach has been, uh, you know, advocating for. And obviously that was proven to be wrong. I say it's a good investment because there's an effort to, you know, to, to keep Teach going. And it seems that, as you just described, every time you keep going, you find more and more resources, more and more ideas, more and more programs that can be incorporated into the private school sector, which obviously is important to our yeshivot. So that's why I call it a really a good investment and i want everybody out there to also know that even though you're representing new york uh, obviously in your capacity that that teach has many many colleague uh, groups across the country that are doing the same thing so every a lot of the stuff that's been done in new york a lot of stuff that's been done in this local area has been either replicated or has spawned some incredible efforts nationwide and now a lot of yeshiva a lot of private schools in different states are benefiting from it so true. That is so true. Um, going back to the first part of how there were many skeptics, there were so many skeptics in the beginning. Um, but the, the schools, the, the schools and the people who actually worked in the schools, the board members knew that it was possible. And they're really the ones that came together and made this happen. 
So it was people from the community, people from the schools who actually were on the ground making sure that it happened. And TNYS from the New York um, branch started. Um, it trickled down to, to, like you said, many other states. We have Florida, New Jersey, um, Pennsylvania, um, and, and even ones that we might not have a branded name. We're, we're in the trenches talking to the community, figuring out ways to still help them um, because we set a precedent in New York. And, you know, the STEM program that we like to talk about in New York has trickled over um, state lines to New Jersey. Um, and hopefully in the near future, somewhere like Florida and Pennsylvania will follow suit as well because of the work that we're doing um, right here. Sydney Alfield is with us live via Telephone Director of Grassroots Engagement at Teach Coalition. Uh, those of you who are in the New York area, the Teach NYS uh, Long Island and Far Rockaway Legislative Dinner is happening on Monday, May 23rd, which is two weeks from today at the Woodmere Club. Starts at 7.30 p.m. again on May the 23rd. And there are many distinguished honorees. Uh, Sydney, do you want to... Uh, I take this opportunity to uh, mention the honorees, please. Yes, yes, please, and 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 also, if you are one of those skeptics out there listening, please, <laughs> please come to the center. <laughs> Even if you're not from Long Island or Far Rockaway, you know, you can call me, um, you can email me, and I know someone that will be able to get you in. But if you are a skeptic, please come. Um, <laughs> but no, we are inviting, um, we are honoring, should I say, um, some incredible people in the community, and that doesn't go to say that there aren't so many incredible people in the community as there are. Um, but these um, three, these three, um, two couples and, and someone else that we're, we're honoring are, are, have been at the front, forefront of, of what we've been working on for so long. Um, we have Hannah and Benny Wolfson from um, Far Rockaway, Long Island. Um, they shuttle both, both areas. Um, they send their kids to TAG, Tour Academy for Girls. Um, and Hannah has started with us and Benny, um, way before, I would say like three, four years ago, you kind of do before COVID, after COVID, in between, where does it fall? Um, and they have built relationships with their legislators that when COVID was happening um, and our schools were being shut down, I didn't even have to call them. Hannah had um, Stacey Pepp, Assemblywoman Stacey Pepp Romano on the phone, on a Zoom, talking to her, and their schools were open within the week. So these are the kind of people that, that we're honoring who kind of go above and beyond than, than what's even asked for them. Same as Jenny and Jonathan Katz, um, board president, I mean, board member at Halb, Jonathan and um, Jenny. They're, they're always, always um, listening to the calls. They bring their legislators to their schools to see how, to see the work that is being done, to see the STEM program coming into the schools. Um, they really take that initiative to build those relationships with legislators. Um, and we, we're really excited to be honoring these two couples. And of course, we can't go without honoring some incredible educators that we have in this community that, yes, this funding is amazing, but it's all about the education that our kids are getting. Um, so there are so many incredible STEM teachers out there in Long Island and Far Rockway, but Benny Gross um, is a very synonymous. You hear STEM program and you think Benny Gross from Hasker. So we're so excited to be honoring these, um, these people. And again, I say, if, if you're a skeptic, if you're not a skeptic, if you're so excited for everything that we've been doing, take the time to honor these three, these three people that we're, we're honoring, um, and come to the dinner and learn about all of the things that are happening, not just in the Long Island Far Rockaway community. Um, but but what we're doing across the state and across the nation. Yeah, and it's a lot of work, and it's uh, and it's unbelievable watching the fruits of your labor uh, come to fruition, and that's what's happening. And uh, you described it earlier, and uh, those of us who are lay people in the community and have benefited from all of this, I am a New York State uh, parent. 
of uh, plenty of uh, youngsters who, uh, till this point, have really benefited uh, from what's been happening in both New York and New Jersey. And uh, we are indebted to what Teach uh, Coalition has done. And Teach NYS has their Long Island and Farrakhaway legislative dinner two weeks from tonight, Monday, May the 23rd, beginning at 730 at the Woodmere Club. I hope everybody out there will join in. Uh, the uh, website is teachcoalition.org slash nydinner, teachcoalition.org slash nydinner. And Sydney Altfield is the director of the grassroots engagement at Teach Coalition and is looking forward to greeting you two weeks from tonight. I hope it is a very successful dinner and continued good luck with everything at Teach Coalition, Sydney. It really is amazing what you're able to accomplish, and uh, we have great faith that there will be a lot more down the road as well. Thank you. Thank you. We're very excited. There's, and even though budget season is over in New York, it doesn't mean we stop working. We start working again the next day to start for next year. So we're very excited to see, you know, what comes, comes up next year. Well, that's why there are so many skeptics because in addition to the, you know, are legislator, legislators and legislatures ready to do what they need to do for private schools? In addition to that, it is such a long process. People were always criticizing, oh, if you start working today, you're not going to see anything for three, four years. Well, yeah, it's very possible that that may be the case. But if you do start working the day after, after the budget closes, as you just described, you can make a lot of progress over those quiet months. That's so true. That's so true. And, and, you know, just to point on that, there is the one program I know you talk about all the time is the STEM program. When right. it was first passed, one of our schools got their first allocation was $100,000. Oh, amazing. You know, every dollar counts. Now that same school, three years later, got over $800,000 from that growth of that program. So it is something that is going to continue to grow. But the more people that we have involved in our movement, the higher that number is going to be. No question about it. And by the way, folks, on the website, there's plenty of information about the STEM program in New York and New Jersey. And there's also information outside of New York and New Jersey about Florida, Pennsylvania, and other states. So you can check that out by going to the website as well, teachcoalition.org slash NYDinner. Uh, Sydney Altfield, Director of Grassroots Engagement for Teach NYS and for Teach Coalition. Thanks so much for joining us and good luck with the dinner. Thank you so much. Can't wait to see everyone there. Appreciate that. More coming up. You're listening to a, a Monday morning edition of JM in the AM as we are in our Sphera format and continuing with uh, with this from Nachum Stark at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. with Nachum Stark and Anna Hashem. Day 23 in the counting of the Omer, three weeks and two days. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nachum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Don't forget our friends at artscroll.com. Whenever you go to artscroll.com, always use promo code radio. That's the rule. Whenever you go to artscroll.com and you order something, always use promo code radio. Discount plus free shipping. Always use promo code radio and ordering from artscroll.com. Yeah. That's the rule. Pretty simple, right? Pretty easy to remember. At least I hope so. Uh, JM and the AM. So I'm reading the uh, article online about the woman who was arrested for sending threatening letters to the Prime Minister of Israel. I was led to believe that this happens more often than, than we think, but I don't know. I, st- I don't think that's right. Even though we were told that, I don't think it's right. I don't think it's accurate that this happens that often, um, that there are threats made in the Prime Minister of Israel. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But anyway, a 65-year-old resident... Southern Israel was arrested Monday by the police in Shin Bet on suspicion of sending threatening letters containing bullets to Prime Minister Bennett's son and wife, apparently for political reasons. The investigation is being conducted at the Unit of International Crime Investigations uh, in cooperation with the Shin Bet. A gag order was imposed on the other details. Over the last month, two threatening letters were sent to the Prime Minister's home. Inside each of the envelopes was a rifle bullet. At the end of April, a letter was sent to the Bennett family containing a live bullet. As a result, security around him and his family was increased. Later, another letter was sent to the Prime Minister's son, Yoni, stating, if you do not resign, your family members will be harmed. The working assumption of the investigation opened was that apparently the same party was behind the sending of both letters. Today, as stated, a suspect in the South was arrested for carrying out the act. So that's that. That is a um, 65-year-old woman arrested for sending threatening letters to the Prime Minister. There's a wave of terror, as you may have heard over the weekend, the terrorists who are responsible for the murder of three of our brethren and for orphaning uh, um, a frightening number of youngsters in Israel as a result of the murders. Uh, They finally have been caught. It was quite an effort, quite a yeoman's effort, an article online about what kind of effort the IDF made in order to catch them. Anyway, the two of them were caught, uh, a whole host of um, collaborators, cooperators, assistants in the attack, 15 total, were arrested. And um, now the Prime Minister, as we said earlier, has to really gather up his troops and figure out a way to uh, quell this wave of terror. Uh, our brothers and sisters in Israel cannot live like this, uh, as we know from past experiences. And... Um, the faith that people have in leadership and government as episodes like these continue uh, just continues to dwindle. So we are hoping and praying that the Prime Minister and his security personnel uh, can in fact uh, squelch these attacks and increase the percentages of attacks that are uh, stopped by Israeli security forces and intelligence. I get the fact that you're not going to stop everything. Uh, at least we'll acknowledge that it's difficult to do that, but uh, it seems that the percentage of what they were able to stop has been dropping. Uh, might just be a perception, but that's the way it seems. So uh, we are hoping and praying that the Prime Minister and his uh, his staff and administration can, in fact, protect our brothers and sisters the way they deserve to be protected. 
Our good friend Rabbi Ari Khan is going to join us in the 8 o'clock hour. His shul burnt down um, just a couple of weeks ago. And there's a fundraising effort to help them rebuild. As you can imagine, I am extra sensitive to um, this type of situation. And we'll discuss the episode with him, and we will discuss fundraising efforts and what people can do in order to help out. Um, I Over the weekend, I was made aware of, of two fires. I believe one was Chabad in Kentucky. I hope I don't have the state... Uh, I hope I have not incorrectly uh, stated the state. Um, I believe it was Kentucky and then Chabad over the weekend, this past weekend, down in Florida uh, with massive fires. And um, as soon as we get that information, we'll uh, remind everybody how one can assist in their rebuilding efforts. Monday morning broadcast, JM in the AM. Again, it's day 23 in the counting of the Omer, and this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio, around the world of web, and AlchemSegal.com, on the AlchemSegal Network, and of course, any beloved NSN app.
a.m. in the a.m. Monday morning broadcast. Before this election, you heard Nachum Stark's Vaharevna, 613 at Imesh Gachech. Gam Kielech was from A.K.A. Pella here at J.M. in the A.M. Uh, well, many of you might be familiar at this point with the fact that uh, our good friend Rabbi Ari Khan um, leads a synagogue, a congregation, in a community in Israel. And unfortunately, the uh, synagogue suffered a terrible, devastating fire. We'll get the details in a minute. There's now a charity campaign, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y, charity campaign, to support the rebuilding of Akhilat Mishkan Ha'etrog in Yivat Zev in Israel. Rabbi Ari Khan, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. How are you? Good morning. Baruch Hashem, I'm extra sensitive these days to those who've suffered the... Um, uh, through fires and the devastating experience, and uh, we, we certainly felt terrible when we heard what happened to your synagogue. This, am I right that it happened uh, right after Shabbos Hagadol, just before Pesach? Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, in order to you know fully appreciate the vicissitudes of our experience as Jews, the day before we had Shavu Brachos in the shul for my for my son. Oh my gosh! So we had Shavu Brachos, and the whole, both families were there. And uh, what can I say? You know what? Baruch Hashem, it was only property, and Baruch Hashem was just the build, you know, the building and things inside, and nobody was there. It was an electrical fire that spread very quickly. And uh, you know what? You know that's exactly what we say: is that you know, even when something happens, when God takes out His anger just on property, all you can say is Baruch Hashem. Look, what can I tell you? What you just described is exactly what we went through. Our studio burnt down because of an electrical fire. It happened in an instant. Um, and yes, thank God nobody was there. In a typical, on a typical day, there would have been people there. This was uh, Sunday afternoon and nobody was there. And uh, yeah, and, 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 and you're right. And, and that perspective has certainly helped keep things going over here. But uh, nonetheless, it's a very painful experience. And I don't want people to... You, I don't want people you to... you know that I... Did you know that I posted afterwards and I told people to donate to your cause? <laughs> I said, if you're interested in Jewish, the person who's providing more Jewish education than anyone else, Tanachem Siegel. Well, I appreciate that very much. And um, it, I just don't want people to, to forget that there is that there's a lot of pain there. And that I, when, when was when was your synagogue uh, founded? When was how long has it been around? It's around 10 years. And and is everything gone? Is it one of those fires where literally it was completely consumed? How would you describe it? What I would say is as follows. You know what? It, it could be possible to rebuild, but it probably costs more money than is worth it. It was a, a caravan, so it was like a prefab. So therefore, it, that's one of the reasons it went so quickly. Right. And almost all the things inside. The only thing that didn't really get damaged were the sacred Torah. Although, you know, I want to I wanna pause there for a second. Because when they were carried out, and the firemen came almost right away, and they were carrying them out, and they looked perfect, but they nonetheless suffered from the heat. I mean, there was no water on them, and there was no fire on them. So we all thought everything was great until a sofa started looking at them, and then we realized, especially the older ones, yeah. They did not handle the heat that well. So uh, as of now, of the four Sifrito, we have 
one was fixed and is operable. The other ones were still waiting. Did you have Tfilot on Pesach? Yes, we did. What happened is that there was another building that had a different menu in it that went through some kind of a construction now, and they had moved out. And it was almost finished, so they didn't move back, and we moved back into the other one. And, you know, it's good for a temporary time. It was a B'nai Kiva Smith. The B'nai Kiva has a minion, so, you know, they let us take over for, uh, for a week or so. Wow. There's an emergency campaign going on, everybody. That emergency campaign is a, uh, an effort to rebuild... Kilat Mishkan Hayatrog in Givat Zev. Why is it called Mishkan Hayatrog, by the way? The street that I live on is called Etrog Street. <laughs> I am actually on the corner of Etrog and Lula. <laughs> there you go. You're, you're always surrounded by uh, active mitzvot, to say the least. Rabbi Ari Khan is with us. He leads the congregation, and they are committed to a rebuild. There's a charity campaign, C H A R I D Y. If you go to charity.com, Charity.com slash K.etrogue. That's how we got there, and that's how likely you'll get there. Again, a charity. If, if not, just email me, folks. Just email nachomandachomsegel.com. I want this campaign to be a big success. Uh, we are extra sensitive uh, to those who've suffered through fires and a congregation, a shul, a synagogue that's gone through this, especially in Israel. We would love to assist in getting them the necessary funds to rebuild. Charity.com, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y.com, slash K.etrog, E-T-R-O-G. Um, and they are rebuilding and they are committed to uh, to do so, and I hope that um, everybody will participate. Is there? I, I, I sometimes get frustrated when asked this question, but is there a timetable for your rebuilding process? Well, we're, we're going to be building as opposed to rebuilding. Right. And what I mean by that is the municipality allocated, allocated for us some land, and we have some government money that we can get in order to help build. So right now what we really need is money order to get all the plans and all the engineering and all the technical things in line and then hopefully we'll be able to go up with the buildings yeah that's the goal and sometimes it takes longer than you think sometimes it takes more money than you think everybody out there uh we can certainly show support and give a tremendous amount of both financial and moral support to a congregation in israel that we we feel close to we've never been there and yet we still feel close to because of my many decades relationship with Rabbi ari khan um and uh, those of you who've enjoyed his lectures his shiurim his online activity his svarim uh even if you've never been in the synagogue uh do what you can to help them rise from the ashes and get their beloved shul up as soon as possible charity.com c-h-a-r-i-d-y.com slash k that's the letter k dot etrog e-t-r-o-g that's charity.com c-h-a-r-i-d-y.com slash k dot etrog e-t-r-o-g so we went through the practical aspect of this rabbi khan we went through the perspective aspect of this now give us the religious aspect of this uh when i i know the eight simon avanim is part of that i get it we want god to take out whatever god forbid anger or whatever xera he might have we want him to take it out on things instead of people that's obvious Uh, but knowing you there has to be a deeper religious perspective that you've thought of um regarding uh, this this seeming disaster, I, I, I hesitate to call it that because so many of us are encouraged to look forward to how much better things will be once things, in fact, are built and or rebuilt. What could you tell us from a religious standpoint regarding this experience? Well, one of, I, I'll tell you something. I think 
you went through a lot more pain than I did. And my, it's interesting because my father keeps calling me and checking on me. Are you okay and whatever? And uh, I immediately, when this happened, just focused on the rebuilding. And let's, okay, we're moving forward. But part of it, and I said this to the congregation as well, we called it a Mishkan, and the Mishkan was temporary. And then afterwards, you know, it took us a long time to build a Beit HaMikdash. It took us more time than we should have. Our community was, was allocated this land a couple of years ago, and uh, we did not move forward. We were a little bit complacent, then okay in the temporary place, and even though it was small and, and so on and not com- so comfortable, we always said, okay, well, you know, people sort of, well, everyone was waiting for someone else to do something. And, uh, you know, part of my feeling is, okay, now we need to go forward and uh, not build the Mishkan anymore. Now we're going to build the Beit Knesset. Now we're going to build something which is, uh, has much more permanence. Wow. Well, I understand that perspective. And uh, <laughs> we, all, all we could do is not only wish you the best of luck, but participate in the, in, the, in the building, rebuilding, whatever term you want to use. And I hope everybody out there who's listening will help the Keilat Mishkan Hayatrog in Givad Zev, Israel, in fact, uh, build their beloved Beit Knesset. Um, I, I guess you could say that the, that the fire sort of lit a fire under everybody to get going, huh? <laughs> It, 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 cer- it certainly did. And, you know, there was one guy, and I say this totally facetiously, but there was one fellow who was always pushing, we need to go forward, we need to build, and so on. And when the fire happened, I said, where were you that morning? And, and you know, he was horrified <laughs> that I could ask him that. But it was, uh, he was actually one of the people that responded uh, very, very quickly. I'll tell you something about the shul, which is interesting. Yeah, It's a combination of people who are Ashkenazim and Sardim people who wear kippots for good and people who wear black kippot. And if you were to see the shul, the beauty of the way that people come together and form one community and the respect, it's unbelievable. A large percentage of the guys with kippots for good, not just served in the army, but you're talking about officers and high-ranking officers. And uh, most of the, the Haredi fellows were not. But a lot of them are involved in other kinds of things. So, for example, there's somebody who's one of the fellows who runs Zaka. And when we make a Mishaveh, Fachayi Tzahal, in our show, Fachayi Tzahal, and for all volunteers and all the volunteer organizations as well. And when you see see a guy who's a high-ranking officer recognizing the volunteer work of, you know, some of the other fellows in the shul, you realize, you know, to what extent there really is mutual respect and, uh, and, and really love. And that's, that's really the most special thing about the community is that there's just so much respect and so much uh, um, unity over there. And uh, that was one of the reasons that uh, as a community we're able to, to move forward and to focus, okay, now let's go. Now what do we need to do? Let's go and, and do it. And uh, in, in that sense, it really is very special. Very special to you know. Pretty amazing. Only in Israel, as we would say. Uh, again, <laughs> again, everybody, the charity campaign to support the building of Kilat Mishkan Hayatrog in Givad Zev after their devastating fire is charity.com, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y dot com, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y dot com slash K, that's the letter K, dot etrog, E-T-R-O-G, slash K dot etrog. Rabbi Khan, let us know what we could do. Continued Hatzlacha with the building process and 
and uh, uh, like I said, this is a um, uh, this this is an episode that I'm sure you feel like we felt over here that deserves a lot of perspective and a lot of uh, deep thought, but it also de- deserves uh, some immediate action. and uh, And I see that you and the congregation are are, are acting as quickly as you can. And let me just say two things about that. One is immediately came Pesach. And, and some people thought, of course, about the burning of the chametz and so on. But right after Pesach in Israel, we get to Yom HaShoah, and then we get to Yom HaZikaron. Right. And, you know, how much can, again, right, when I said before about property versus things which are so much heavier, yeah. you know, we, you have to take it in perspective. And another thing that I want to say is that uh, the listeners don't know that you reached out and they don't know about, you know, your kindness and your generosity and your, uh, and your spirit. And uh, I was quite sincere when I, when I had reached out to you when you suffered the fire saying that Nachum Siegel is involved in education beyond what almost anybody else does or can imagine. You educate the American Jewish community and that should give you a lot more strength and a lot more resources and to move forward. And uh, you know that I love you and you know that uh, I respect you and, uh, and thank you. Thank you for your kindness. Amen. Thank you so much, Rabbi Khan. Uh, I look okay. for I look forward to visiting the new synagogue. Please, God. Absolutely. Just like ju- just like I hope you look forward to visiting our new studio the next time you come into lecture. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Rabbi Ari Khan, everybody, spiritual leader of Congregation Narkilat Mishkan Hatrog and Givad Zev. Uh, they are rebuilding. They are rebuilding after the devastating pre Pesach fire. Charity.com slash K dot etrog. Charity, C H A R I D Y dot com slash letter K dot etrog, E T R O G. And you are listening to JM in the. Oh, one second before we do that. And you are listening. There we go. And you are listening to JM in the AM.
As we sit around the campfire at this time of the year, let's reflect on the 12,000 peers of Talmidim of Rabbi Akiva and remember how careful we have to be with this cloud.
Pasarela Sugim Talmidin Hayulay Le Rabbi Akiva
Sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at AlchemySigil.com and the AlchemySigil Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Yeah, and we say, We really mean it these days. Let's hope the Prime Minister and his administration and security personnel can uh, keep our brothers and sisters as safe as possible, with the help of the one above, obviously. The terror wave has gotten somewhat out of hand, to say the least. And our thoughts are with the families that are now left fatherless after Thursday's attack. Thank God they apprehended the uh, terrorists and arrested 15 others who assisted in that terror plot. Unbelievable. Uh, does it for a Monday here at JM and the AM. Plenty coming up, including uh, Benji Kramer, Rabbi Benji Kramer and Meir Me Lim, which is coming up next. The word is Aviv. Rabbi Benji Kramer with uh, Meir Me Lim coming up next after further review at 10 a.m with Yoni Pollock and Seth Gordon, and plenty more all day long in our Sphera format at the Nahum Siegel Network. Have a fabulous Monday. Till tomorrow, Nahum Siegel reminding you, remember to past, live the present, and trust the future.